Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. Episode number 129 today. We are flying through them. So grateful to you for tuning in and listening to this program. Today we are covering a lot of ground. We talked about retail sales are, are high, high, up 17.7%. That's wonderful, wonderful news. The president has signed an executive order addressing some of the concerns of those protesters around the country relating to issues surrounding law enforcement and the fair and right and just practices of law enforcement. We're going to get into that later. Right now, though, we're going to take some time and speak with the co-founder of the United Utah Party, Jim Bennett. He has a guest opinion piece right now in the Desert news under the headline, If Republicans Want Fair Elections, They Should Open Their Primaries. Mr. Bennett, sir, how are you? I'm well. How are you, sir? I'm hanging in there. It's been a number of years since you and I have crossed paths. I'm sorry for that. I'm happy to be speaking to you today. (laughs) Well, happy to be speaking to you. Uh, listen, I am going to be honest and upfront with you. I have a great issue with one of the assertions you make in your opinion piece, and it is that there is a certain inevitability to a Republican being elected here in the state of Utah. I believe that uh, relying on that or claiming that inevitability, uh, it takes away from uh, some of the other parties and the other candidates and expresses a lack of faith in candidates from other parties. Is that accurate? Well, I think that's a fair assertion, particularly since I am representing, or at least I belong to a party that uh, is trying very hard to get people elected uh, outside of the sort of one-party monopoly that Republicans have had on statewide elections over the past 25 years. The last time a a non-Republican won statewide office was Jan Graham in 1992, I believe. So, uh, So I recognize certainly the possibility is there. Uh, But right now, the UUP, for instance, is not running a gubernatorial candidate. And and I don't think there's really any doubt in anyone's mind that whoever comes out of the Republican primary for governor is going to go on to be the governor of the state of Utah. Why why isn't the United Utah Party running a gubernatorial candidate? Well, right now, nobody wanted to. uh, Running a campaign is an expensive and difficult process. And we're focusing more on sort of the grassroots element of it, and we think that we're we're more likely to be able to get viable candidates for more local offices than we are for uh, for the gubernatorial office. Uh, nobody wanted to go and uh, and spend that kind of money and resources without building that initial grassroots uh, organization first. Mm. Do, do you foresee a future where the United Utah Party does, in fact, run a gubernatorial candidate? I do. I do indeed. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, every election cycle, we're, people c- c- come and ask us, okay, are you done? <laughs> you know, after I ran in 2017, they said, okay, you've made your point. Are you done? No. In 2018, we ran 18 candidates. And in 2020, we have 26 candidates running. So, you know, building a party is battle. But yes, absolutely. We believe that the United Utah Party represents 
the moderate middle that doesn't have a home in the extremes of both the Republican and the Democratic parties in this state. So I think long term, the future is very bright, but we do not have a candidate this time around. And when your primaries open or closed? Open. Why? Because, well, one of the main reasons and one of the things that I argue in in the uh, opinion piece is that, you know, to say you're a private organization and you should have a closed primary is just fine. If you want, if you, you have the right to a closed primary, if you also want to take responsibility for a closed primary, and that would include, I think, paying for a closed primary. Right now, over half of the voters in this state are paying for a Republican primary in which they cannot vote. And uh, I don't think that that's uh, – I, I think that's one of the reasons why voter participation in Utah has plummeted over the decades, is that, is that so many people feel like they do not have a voice because the Republican primary – the Republican Party in the state is so eager to shut out as many people as possible. Is it possible that it's not the case that they don't have a voice, but rather uh, the, the, the Republican Party, in fact, is their voice? Well, uh, certainly that's the case for Republicans. Absolutely. Uh, but right now, the way that the, um, the, way that the state is structured, uh, the way the state is gerrymandered, you know, I think that the better boundaries, uh, Proposition 4, will give us more of an opportunity to create districts that are not sort of carved out where politicians get to choose who their voters are. Uh, I, I think that would go a long way toward creating an environment where people outside the Republican Party can also feel like they have a voice. But right now, the entire system is designed to, to perpetuate Republican power. Hmm. You, you mentioned in your guest opinion piece, which appears in the Desert News, and again, we're speaking with Jim Bennett, co-founder of the United Utah Party. He's not a fan of, open, of closed primaries, that is, has as the Republican Party operates here in the state of Utah. You talk about expense, uh, and your estimation is that about $3 million of taxpayer monies are spent uh, on these primary elections, not just the Republicans, but, right. uh, but all the parties that uh, engage in primary elections. To remedy that, that would be a legislative fix. Have you made efforts on that front? Not made any efforts on that front. There is precedent, however, on that front uh, in that uh, – and I, I'm on the spot here, and I can't remember what the year was. Uh, but there was a Democratic presidential primary that the legislature decided they didn't want to pay for uh, and uh, made a deliberate decision that they, the Democratic Party would have to fund their own primary election in that regard. So there is precedent where that has happened. Uh, and uh, I, the, the solution would be if the Republican Party were willing to open itself up and allow for the kind of transparency that an open primary would would provide. And or, or, or either the Democrats or the United Utah Party or any competing party would put forth a candidate attractive enough to, to bring people to that party and to that candidate. Well, certainly that's, that's the goal of both the Democratic Party and the United Utah Party. And we're certainly willing to be competitive in that regard and do everything we can to do that. Uh, right now, the way the state is structured and the way the power base is structured and the way the, and, and the, way the state and the way the state votes. 
Well, it's not just the way the state votes. It's the way the legislature ensures that the vote continues to be Republican by gerrymandering the districts. That's that's one of the main problems here. Well, this, this may be chicken of the egg because those those very same legislatures are elected to office. Well, of course they are. Of course they are. And we recognize that and at the same time. Proposition 4 passed in this last election cycle, and the, and the legislature said, well, we don't really care very much about the will of the people, and they're doing everything they can to dismantle the fact that a majority of Utahns want to make sure the districts are drawn by population, not by party. And seeing a whole bunch of different dynamics when you just sort of clean the will of the people is that this state be a, a Republican monopoly from now until forever. I just don't think that that, uh, that, fly, that that absolutely flies in the face of the kinds of battles that people have fought in terms of getting referendums on the ballot mm. and doing everything. First state with a diverse uh, amount of opinion than the Republican Party of Utah would have you believe. We have about 30 seconds left, Mr. Bennett. Let me ask you this question. You, uh, in your opinion piece, you uh, made it known you received a, a document from the clerk's office saying uh, that uh, that you were not uh, eligible to participate in a primary. Have you taken that tactic of registering as a Republican to vote in the gubernatorial primary or any primary? I have not. Uh, I, 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 I just I, – I, I don't want to get into the whole party switching kind of thing. Sure. I just sort of recognize that that's the way it is and – you know, you know, the, the state earlier in the year actually uh, changed my registration without my consent. It turned out to be a, an error. Mm. But uh, I'm a proud member of the United Utah Party, and I'm going to continue to be a proud member of the United Utah Party. We'll leave it at that. Jim Bennett, my guest. Thank you, sir, for your time. I'm sure we'll be speaking Thank again. Thank you for having me. 100%. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be looking at the Supreme Court decision relating to LGBTQ rights in the workplace. Going to be joined by a partner in a law firm, law firm who specializes in employment law, Mikel Jimenez, my guest next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.